When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Things were looking a little murky there as we geared up towards the NFL's franchise tag deadline. But Daniel Jones and the New York Giants managed to get it done, inking him to a long-term deal. Four years, $160 million with $35 million in incentives. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Ferdell sitting in for the guys, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's tap in with Jordan Ron on ESPN Giants reporter for the latest on the Daniel Jones news and the Saquon Bartley news because he was franchise tagged after Jones got the deal done with the Giants. So, Jordan, take us through today. How did this come together literally minutes before the deadline? Yeah, I mean, look, these two sides were hammering away at it for much of the last, what, 36 hours. And really, uh, over the last 10 days, at the combine alone, they were doing two-a-days at some point, uh, where they meet in the afternoon and then again during dinner trying to make this deal work. And in the end, what I think was the compromise that they were able to make was that Jones got his number and his wish of the, you know, $40 $40 million, it's $82 million fully guaranteed over the first two years. Like that, That's a solid number for Daniel Jones. On the flip side, what the team got was they're really only locked in now for two years. For a quarterback who uh, really is just coming off his first big season. So it does kind of give them that out there. And, I mean, I'm, I'm actually was reading a text from someone around the league that I trust implicitly with this kind of stuff. And he was kind of saying it was a win-win for both sides because of that. Jones got his money, uh, his number, and he could, you know, hit free agency again at what uh, he's not even at under 30 years old. And then the Giants got that where they're only really locked in for two years. So uh, viewed it as a win-win on both sides. And I could see that. Jordan, you mentioned that this was Jones' real first good season that we've seen from since he – uh, he came out of Duke. Are the Giants confident that this is the quarterback to lead them to a Super Bowl? Well, I think in situations like these, actions speak louder than words, Nick. And when you look at the Giants, Joe Shane came out and flat out in his postseason press conference said, we're glad Daniel's going to be back. Like he, you know, he, I think he slipped in a way. He was just, you know, he was saying we want to have him back, and then all of a sudden he said we're going to have him back. They were intent on bringing him back. So I think in order to do that, this is a new regime. They could have got off him if they wanted. They still have that cloud, especially off a very productive and overachieving year one. The fact that they wanted to, and that was their offseason plan, to sign Daniel Jones long term, to me says this is not only a guy that they're willing to keep around, it's willing to be a guy that they think they can build around. 
Jordan Ron on ESPN Giants reporter joining Courtney Cronin and Nick Friedle here on Canty and Carlin. Someone they can build around another player as well in the mix with Daniel Jones. That's Saquon Barkley, the running back who was franchise tagged at the deadline. So $10 million on the tag, more or less, for Saquon Barkley. This seems like it worked out the exact perfect way in the scenario that the Giants would have wanted it to dating back to when they started thinking about their plan for 2023. So when does a deal get done with Saquon Barkley? Do you believe they will end up working out a long-term extension for him ahead of that July deadline? Yeah, I do. I think this is almost like kind of like a placeholder. Here's the thing. In a perfect world, I think the Giants would love to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, $10.1 million. You're basically renting a running back for another year. His sixth year in the NFL – but if you're Saquon Barkley, that's your worst nightmare, right? Because you're a running back and you're in, you're entering your sixth year in the NFL. And the last thing you want is no security. So I do think, and I have heard that they are not that far off numbers-wise. So I do think that a long-term deal is likely within the next, you know, what, uh, free agency is in a week, I guess, right? So in the next week, I would not be surprised to see a long-term deal done between the two parties. Because if you think about it, the Giants already had a deal on the table for Saquon that was greater than the number that than, than the franchise tag that he's on right now. So Saquon Barkley is now ultra-motivated to make a deal happen, even maybe if it's the deal that was on the table before because it's certainly a much more uh, appetizing option them playing a year on a franchise tag. So I think in the end, you're going to have Daniel Jones on a, a long-term deal, Saquon Barkley on a long-term deal. That'll keep their number, their cap numbers down this year, and it'll let them add more offensive pieces and build the proper supporting cast around them. And that was the Giants' goal from the beginning of this offseason, was to improve the supporting cast on offense. Bringing back Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley is great, But we saw what they were last year with just those two guys on offense. They need more. Jordan, to follow up on that, as they build the pieces around their two key guys, and we hear you saying that Saquon's going to get his deal potentially over the next few weeks. What is it about Brian Dable's system that has unlocked what we've seen specifically out of these two guys last year? I mean, I just think it's Dable's ability, and Mike Kafka deserves a lot of credit, too, to maximize players' skill sets. A lot of coaches say this. They preach that. But if you watch the way the Giants play, they really altered their game plan sort of like on a week-by-week basis. Okay, what are our players' strengths? What are our team's strengths? And how do we then attack this opposing defense? And I think you saw that. The first half of the year, if you go look at it, Saquon Barkley carried the ball, I believe, 30 or more times, uh, something like six of the first eight games. He did not carry the ball 30 times at all in the last, but eight or nine games. I think that was in part because of who they were playing and how teams were playing them. So they've, they've done that. And with Daniel Jones, they just were able to use his skill set. I think this was the biggest thing. You didn't see it under the previous – he was so athletic. You didn't see it under the previous regime, so that he was not productive. Forget the running. Throwing the ball outside of the pocket. 
And that's like when you're that athletic, that's something you need to do. And I think they really unlocked that with him. You see them work on it all the time. Of He wasn't just running to run. He was running to throw at times. And that is such a big part. If you think of all the big quarterbacks in this league, the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that's where they do their biggest damage nowadays. And we saw that a lot more. And Brian Dable was able to pull that out of Daniel Jones. And I think that's why a big part of that is using his legs more was why we saw a much better and efficient quarterback this year. Talking with Jordan Ronan, ESPN Giants reporter here on Canty and Carlin. So with Daniel Jones inked to a four-year deal, we know his cap hit's going to be manageable this year. As you were laying out the scenario, maybe Saquon Barkley on that franchise tag gets done on a long-term deal in the coming days. So how, with those cap numbers, knowing you're not going to have these massive hits against the cap this year, how is that going to affect what the Giants need to do and what they want to prioritize in free agency and where do they start trying to add to the roster? Yeah, well, they had over $50 million. Uh, they were oh, more than $50 million under the salary cap entering today. Okay? So that's a lot of money under the salary cap to work with. It's not the Chicago Bears, Courtney, but it's a lot of money to work with in general. I think the Giants had under 20 Joe Shane's first year. He had under 20 last year to work with. So he had to make some unnecessary moves that he would have liked to not make. So now he gets to go into this differently. Uh, Middle linebacker is a position I expect them to attack significantly in free agency. I heard a bunch of names of, you know, towards the high end of that market that I wouldn't be surprised to see them go after. Somebody like TJ Edwards from the Eagles or Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals. But most importantly, what people want to know is – how do they get more weapons on offense? And I think you're going to see them add wide receivers in free agency, quality veteran in free agency, at least one, and in the draft as well. And don't be surprised also on top of that to see them add a pass-catching tight end. Maybe a guy like Irv Smith they take a shot on. It was a high-pedigree guy never really put it together in Minnesota. So – I think the Giants have their eyes on those positions in particular. It's something that Joe Shane has prioritized. I mean, he might he said that at least three or four times already to the media, like that he needs defensive line depth. It's almost like that that might be his top priority this offseason, even though it's not splashing. Well, they've got the quarterback in place. They've got the running back in place. And now they have the resources to build around those two players on offense, as you mentioned, wide receiver, t- pass-catching tight end. All really good options this time around for the New York Giants as they look to get back to the playoffs with the group Adele? that they build. I mean, the reunion that everyone would want to see, you included, Jordan. Those are his boys, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Well, we can. He knows them both very well. Just bring Sterling Shepard back and, you know, maybe to reunite the crew. We can manifest it into existence, channel some Brees Hall, what he's doing today with Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets. But the other team in New York with some major news today, the New York Giants franchise, uh, franchise tagging Saquon Barkley. Before they get to that point, they give Daniel Jones, the quarterback, a very nice long-term deal. He is Jordan Ron on ESPN Giants reporter joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Jordan, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You got it, Courtney and Nick. Have a great show. 
Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. The New York Giants beat the clock. The Giants reach agreement on a four-year deal. I'm told it's got a maximum value of up to $195 million. Daniel Jones gets the long-term deal. Barkley gets the franchise tag. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. whole lot of quarterback news going on on franchise tag deadline Tuesday. Courtney Cronin and Nick Friedle sitting in for the guys, and we have a shuffle in the total guarantee, average per year, total value order of quarterback contracts. Daniel Jones, the quarterback we were just talking with Jordan Ronan from ESPN NFL Nation about for the New York Giants. He's making $40 million a year. So that tells me a couple things, Nick. You have to pay your quarterbacks when they win. And Daniel Jones, in spite of having really just one good season, won them a playoff game. On the road, no less. So he gets his big deal. What does this mean, though, for quarterbacks that are coming down the pipeline? Of course, there's a Lamar Jackson situation with Baltimore. Does he get paid somewhere else? Do the Ravens end up ponying up because he got tagged today? $32.4 million on the non-exclusive tag. But I'm thinking about the names of the younger guys, the Joe Burrows, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, maybe Tua Tagovailoa. Hell, Patrick Mahomes looks like he's got a deal right now after the contract he signed in the 2020 offseason. He just won his second Super Bowl. So you look at this and you say $40 million seems to be the going rate. And Daniel Jones is a top 15 quarterback, top 12 maybe at best. What about the quarterbacks that are, like, top five? How does this affect them? They're sending champagne bottles to New York City <laughs> to Daniel Jones to make sure that he knows how much he is appreciated in that fraternity, Courtney Cronin, because when Daniel Jones, who's had one really good year, can parlay that into the type of deal he signed now and the type of guaranteed money that comes with that, as Jordan just told us, Two years, $80 million? Yeah, I mean, you take that type of security when you can get it, and if you're Justin Herbert or you're Patrick Mahomes or you're Tua and you're looking at all of this alongside Joe Burrow, you're saying, if Daniel Jones can get 40, I can get a whole hell of a lot more than that. And in that case, he has set a market for all the guys who are coming behind him who feel like, they have accomplished more, and they have shown more to the point where the Giants wrote the big check and put down roots for their future in the next couple seasons. Yeah, $40 million seems to be the going rate. And if you take a look now at who's already at that threshold, it's Dak Prescott, who did not, you know, you know, has he got his big deal? He got franchise tag twice, and then he worked out his second deal or his sec his deal after the second franchise tag. He's at the forty million dollar threshold. Matthew Stafford is at the forty million dollar threshold. Obviously, Matthew Stafford won a playoff game, but. Everything else that's in there, Derek Carr is the other domino in this free agency to fall, and he's now making $37.5 million a year on average. That deal he signed yesterday, $150 million uh, with the New Orleans Saints. 
that's the baseline, I think, for any of the quarterbacks here that are entering free agency or those who are going to be up for contract extension soon. Because it makes me think about Jimmy Garoppolo. What's he going to get on the open market? Because in terms of veteran quarterbacks that might be available and that are available, he's the only one who technically falls into the is available category outside of Lamar Jackson, which is at $32.4 million starting point. Can Jimmy Garoppolo get $40 million a year? The guy's been hurt, you know, a, a big portion of his career. He's definitely injury injury prone. And on top of that, he is whether you know whether Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets or not that might affect his market but is that the starting place like for good quarterbacks not elite quarterbacks we're starting with like the very basis a good quarterback is 40 million dollars the new 30 that it was I don't know five years ago yeah probably because Courtney you can't win in the NFL unless you have somebody under center who knows what they're doing and who can not only withstand the pressure, but thrive in it. And that's what we saw Daniel Jones do at times this season. We saw him elevate his game. We saw him win a postseason game. We saw a guy who appears to be taking another step in his career. So this goes back to if you're Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, but the group that's behind Daniel Jones, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo and you're saying, I've led a team to a Super Bowl – I've led a team to several conference championship games. If I'm out there, I know that I can make this work. But if you're a team, you say, well, can can you stay out there? <laughs> and it just doesn't seem like he can at this stage of his career. But a quarterback in the NFL who knows what he's doing and who can thrive and carry a team is worth his weight in gold. And teams have shown over and over that if you can rise to the occasion and lift the group up, they will find a way to pay you. And if you're Lamar Jackson, Courtney, who we've been talking about throughout the show, you have got to be thinking to yourself the same thing right now. If Daniel Jones is worth 40 and gets that kind of security even in the next few years, then I can get way, way more than that. He has the same amount of playoff wins that Daniel Jones has. He has one. Lamar Jackson's one and three in the postseason with the Baltimore Ravens, leading them to the postseason three times. That postseason win that he has came against the Titans in the divisional playoffs in 2021. But that should be the starting point. Should be I am taking no less than $40 million because that's the new threshold that Daniel Jones has set for all quarterbacks across the league. And there's quarterbacks too, like a Kirk Cousins. What is that going to mean for him on a potential extension considering he's going into a lame duck year with the Minnesota Vikings having signed that one-year extension last offseason? So $40 million is the new $30 million, and I guess everybody's going to start getting paid and all it takes is winning one playoff game to get there. But we knew that because that has been the threshold in previous seasons. Coming up next, switching gears, the hottest team in the NBA we're not talking enough about. Well, Nick's talking about them, but we're going to enlighten you on who that is. Coming up next here on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Got some dogs and they got a legit big three in New York. The New York Knicks looking for their 10th straight win tonight. They've got Charlotte in the matter of a couple hours. And Nick Ferdell, my co-host here on Canty and Carlin. I'm Courtney Cronin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. He's going to be there. So I figure it's a perfect time to talk about the hottest team in the NBA that no one except Nick Ferdell and Courtney Cronin and pretty much everybody on SportsCenter right now. But no one else is talking about because they were an afterthought. Like four months ago, I didn't think they'd even be in a play-in territory, let alone now a legitimate playoff contender in the East. How did this happen? Courtney, they were an afterthought like four weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the league kind of was looking around going, the Knicks, they're, they're not that great. Uh, we know what Randall can, can give them. He's turned his season around, especially where he was last season, made another all-star team. But Jalen Brunson seems to be the guy that got everything back in order. And I know he's hurt right now. The Knicks are hopeful that he comes back here in the near future. But when you get a player who has the mindset of his coach, and Jalen Brunson has known Tom Thibodeau a long, long time. His dad, Rick, played for Tibbs for way back, served on his coaching staff in Chicago, in Minnesota. He's on the coaching staff again with the Knicks. When you have that type of belief from the top of your roster down – that's when you start to see things happening. But what I would tell you about these Knicks, and we're listening to these sound bites, and we're feeling the excitement that happens around the NBA when the New York Knicks are good again. All I would warn anybody is, this feels like a movie that I have watched before. Because Courtney Cronin, I have seen a try-hard Tibbs team that exceeded... <laughs> where, where did you see that? <laughs> a few times in Chicago, Illinois, but uh, I have seen a try-hard Tibbs team that overachieves in the regular season, that has incredible regular season victories like we saw the other night in double overtime against the Boston Celtics on the road. But then they get to the playoffs, and whether it's a combination of all the minutes that have been played or just the fact that this team, while they have very, very good players, 
still doesn't have that superstar that's going to carry them through. That's what the Knicks are missing. But in the moment, fans should enjoy the fact that this team has righted itself. They have bought in completely to the defensive side of the ball, and they play hard every night. And you and I have covered the league for a while. You know that when teams play hard every night, they're going to squeak out some wins that they're not supposed to because that doesn't always happen in this era of the NBA. Am I wrong for also thinking back to the 2020-2021 season? Remember they like that was the like moderate like that wasn't the covid year, was it? Or was it was like the, the post bubble covid year. Not many people in the stands until the playoffs. Yet. Correct. And they were unbelievable down the stretch of the season and then they get into that first round series against the Atlanta Hawks and they fall off a cliff in 5 games. Convince me that that's not going to happen again. I can't do it. Because <laughs> okay. I look at it, I'm like, they've got the fourth best offense in the NBA, the seventh best point differential. They've got Emmanuel Quickly, who, my goodness, they're going to have to figure out something to do with him after the, like, it's getting, it's going to be more expensive to keep him. Oh, yeah. You think about what Leon Rose is going to have to do after this season to pay their sixth man of the year. That's going to get pricey. But Julius Randle's playing like an all-star. R.J. Barrett has been awesome, and he was awesome the other night against the Boston Celtics in that double overtime win. And even with Jalen Brunson being hurt, they still pulled off that win. So, like, why can't I convince myself that this group right here, legit playoff contender in New York Knicks, why can't I convince myself that they can actually make noise beyond the first round? Like, why do I think that they're a second-round exit? Because the Celtics and the Bucks are just that much better than everybody else. And, Courtney, the other reason why is because – the Sixers have really found their stride. They're thirty and ten in their last forty games. I saw that stat uh, today from from stats and, and research. But even more than that, the other issue for the Knicks, and this is where the storylines just get really juicy in a potential first round series. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers, specifically. It's Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Mitchell was the guy who was linked to the Knicks. For a long time, but especially over the summer, everybody around the league felt like, all right, the Knicks with Tibbs, they just need that next piece. They need that star player who can put up a bunch of points when they need it. And here comes Cleveland swooping in with more assets that they were willing to give up than the Knicks were. And Donovan Mitchell has had a really strong year, first year in Cleveland. If that series happens, it is going to be fascinating to see how it unfolds because you'll have all the storylines about Mitchell and what his future could have looked like in New York, and you'll have this Knicks team that seems to be coming into its own. And, Courtney, the key here is, no, they don't have that star like they would have in Mitchell, but they have all their assets still. They have a ton of first-round picks. They have flexibility if they need it to potentially add another star down the line. They just have to find one. So, They're in a very good position. Tom Thibodeau, a lot of people around the league thought if they didn't start winning around Christmas, he might be gone. He has proven them wrong. He has led them the way that he always thought he could. And here comes this team that has been so down for so long, aside from these little blips here and there over the last 15 or so seasons. So they're surging. They're looking for their 10th straight win tonight. Again, they have the Hornets, so that should not be hard to do. They're at home. A team in 
their their conference that might be teetering on the edge, and I say might be kind of loosely, is the Boston Celtics. Are you at all concerned about this three-game losing streak? Brooklyn, the aforementioned Knicks, that was that two-overtime game. And then losing in overtime again last night to the Cleveland Cavaliers. No. To me, when I watch the Celtics right now, Courtney, it just feels like a lack of focus because they got up huge in that Brooklyn game and gave it away. They let the Knicks hang around the other night. Goes into double overtime. A tough Tibbs team finds a way. And then if Grant Williams hits one free throw last night, <laughs> they win that game in Cleveland. After Can you explain, like, how do you miss game-winning free throws? Like, has he not – he's been in this situation before. Like, how, how does that happen? Donovan Mitchell got in his head. That, <laughs> that's how it happened. When you start on, saying – NBA. Like, you but when you start that. saying, I'm going to make them both, and then you miss them both, oh, he's going to hear about that one for a while. Courtney, it reminds me of – the old days when Scottie Pippen went up to Carl Malone in the finals forever ago and said the mailman doesn't deliver on Sunday, and then Carl missed those two shots and everybody went, well, Scottie did it. So am I worried about the Celtics? No. What I would tell you, having just watched the Bucks a couple times and talked to so many of the guys on that team, they, to me, as great as the Celtics appear to be, Milwaukee, if they are healthy, and I know Giannis and Holiday are out tonight in Orlando, but if they get healthy before the playoffs, that is the team to beat. And for my money, for as much as we're talking about Phoenix with KD and Devin Booker and Chris Paul coming together, and what may happen with the Warriors if they get healthy and Steph comes back and he plays like his old self. If we were putting down money right now, I would tell you, it's Boston, Milwaukee, and everybody else. So whoever wins that Eastern Conference Finals, that's the pick for me to go on into the NBA Finals and take care of business. Let me ask you real quick because I'm looking at the standings right now. First off, it's wild where we were at the trade deadline where the Nets were fourth or third in the East and they've only fallen to six. So, I mean, talk about try-hard basketball or maybe some luck breaking their way. But you talk about that gap. Bucks, Celtics, everybody else. How how sizable is the gap between, let's say, 76ers, Cavaliers, and the Knicks, and then those top two? It is wide. I okay. like the Sixers. Embiid is solid. I don't think they're good enough to get past a healthy Boston or Milwaukee team, and there's nobody else, even the Knicks, that would give me that much pause. All right. There you have it. Nick's reporter, I guess, now is Nick Friedel. Like, you're going to be covering this team as they go for win number 10, win number 11, win number 12 I in I can't row. wait till Tim sees me again, Courtney. That will it's gonna be It's going to be a experience. nice warm welcome for you oh, at I'm the Garden sure. tonight. All right, coming up next, we will get to an incredibly heroic story and more in 3 and Out. This is Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Ferdell sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. One of the best stories you're ever going to hear involves Minnesota Vikings wide receiver K.J. Osborne, who I had the privilege of covering for a couple years when I was on the Vikings beat. He's being hailed a hero after saving a man's life from a burning car on Sunday night. So he was on his way home from training in Austin, Texas, in an Uber when his driver alerted him that a car had crashed underneath a bridge and burst into flames. So instead of just driving by and, you know, continuing on, Osborne and his Uber driver, along with two other bystanders, pulled over to evaluate the situation and called for help. And then you can see these photos on on social media. It's on KJ's Twitter. The car burst into flames. And he completely disregarded his own safety, rushed over to the burning vehicle and stepped in to assist the Uber driver and pull this man out of a burning car. The driver ended up surviving the car. Not so much, but it's just absolutely incredible. Like the everyday acts of everyday people, including K.J. Osborne, an NFL wide receiver, putting his own safety to the side to save someone else. Courtney, it is awesome because you and I both know that there would be plenty of people who would see that and be looking at each other like, ah, that's terrible. Uh, I wish we could do something to help him and wouldn't do anything. So shout out to K.J. Osborne because to hear that and to be – within the platform that he has in the career that he's earned for himself and still go and do that, that's special stuff. He's just the best dude. Like, the way that I would describe K.J. Osborne to people who don't know him, you know, he was wide receiver three, drafted in the fifth round the same year as Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's going to get every damn headline and all the praise and all of this. And KJ knew that in order to make this roster, he had to carve out a role for himself. Like there was nothing that was too minuscule for him. He was going to, he's a lunch pail type guy. So that attitude carrying over into how he conducts himself in his life doesn't surprise me that he was the one at the center of this and pulled off an action that saved someone's life and, you know, is making a, 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 fam, a family very, very happy right now to know that it was K.J. Osborne, the bystander, that stopped to save someone. So kudos to him. I know he's going to end up speaking with reporters tomorrow. I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about this story. But just an awesome human being. Um, not surprised. Not surprised at all knowing K.J. Osborne and how good of a heart he has. All right. LeBron James last night tweeted that his son, Bronny, is, quote, definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. LeBron saying this about his son, who is not committed to a Division I institution as of right now. I believe it's USC, maybe Ohio State, Akron. Bronny is a good basketball player, ranked in our top 50 on ESPN 100, but he's not at the level of NBA players just yet. So for LeBron to tweet that, Nick, is he channeling some inner LeVar ball? Courtney, I have learned something in covering LeBron and talking to him through almost 20 years and listening and and seeing all these different things that pop up. 
LeBron tweets and says stuff all the time, and he does not do it by accident. My guess is here he wanted to give his son a little bit of a confidence boost. He wanted to let everybody know that Bronny is coming and his game is is developing behind the scenes. But LeBron knows better than anybody just how good the 15th man on an NBA roster is. And to think that Bronny, who is uh, not at the top tier of prospects, at least right now, uh, in that next class of uh, high school prospects on their way. I I saw that, and I just started laughing. This is a father that is trying to do right by his son. Not surprising whatsoever. Anything LeBron says will have traction along with it, and he's just trying to pump up his kid. I don't know if I believe that he's better. I mean, you watch a lot of these games. You're an it, NBA reporter. Is it true? <laughs> it's not true. Courtney. Okay. All right, so so we put the kibosh on that because Nick Friedle said the truth here, and I believe Nick <laughs> over LeBron in this because LeBron's got um, conflict of interest because his son will eventually, he believes, play in the NBA in, in two years. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ES. ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedel. How about this? Retired NFL quarterback Phillip Rivers, who last played with the Indianapolis Colts, says he has a desire to return to the NFL. He apparently already contacted the 49ers and the Dolphins about coming out of retirement late in the 2022 season. One of those teams we can rule out. The Dolphins today, Jeff Darlington said that they are not going to consider any options this offseason other than Tua, which includes Lamar Jackson, clearly includes Phillip Rivers too. But what about the 49ers? Could you see it? Because their situation is so up in the air right now with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. I actually am going to give this some credence. I can't, Courtney, only because <laughs> it's Philip Rivers. Although he couldn't really move to begin with. So it's not like he lost a step because he never had one. So uh, I, I just don't believe that you could take a year off at the age he was already at and then reappear and come back and try to push a team that's ready-made to win a Super Bowl. I'm not seeing it. Man. Tough go for Phillip Rivers. Maybe he'll end up – I mean, he's coaching high school. He seemed like he was having a fun time. But if he can get back into the NFL – Who's to say that Tom Brady doesn't look at him and say, well, if he just did it, maybe I can sneak back in for a second time. <laughs> They're not on the same diet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me and Nick. Joe and Amber is next. You're listening to ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.